Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of The Sharon Tapes was made possible by our supporters on Patreon. Miranda Riggs, Alana, Tobias Hovarth, and Coach Blue. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $1 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special weekly behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains brief depictions of implied death by drowning and hanging, including child death, coughing and choking sound effects, discussions of atomic bombings and apocalypse, brief mentions of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, mind control, psychic warfare, Fair, existential dread, and terror. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes.
longboat. A piece of rigging wrapped around my ankle began to pull me down into the depths. I tried to cut it loose, but my knife slipped from my hand. Then I heard it. The rope chest broke. I don't know if it was the lake itself talking, or some creature or monster or what. For a long time, I, I thought it was just my own imagination, or maybe it was a god. I don't think so now. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in it. How long can someone survive being hanged if they're just left there? What would you do to save yourself? You'd ask. Anything. Anything. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Samuel Isaac Bailey, recording for ISFA Internal Records. Daily Log, December 2nd, 2019, at 9.31 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's... it's so quiet out here. I almost don't want to break the silence, but I needed to get out and think. I needed space. More space than I could get in my tent, at any rate. Ren probably doesn't want me wandering off into the dark, especially after what happened the last time I did that, but... I still can't sleep, so what else am I supposed to do at half past nine? It's been three days since we got here. Work camped out on a section of the White Sands Missile Range, though I'm still not sure why. All I know is that something has been seen lurking around the Trinity site, and the base commander called Ren when they discovered a couple of fulgurite formations in the sand nearby. I guess they knew Ren from some previous project he was part of. Uh, uh, Fulgurites are like 
Lichtenberg figures, the marks of electrical currents along an insulating material, except instead of forming on the surface of something struck by lightning, they're 3D structures, masses of melted and fused soil, rock, or, in this case, sand turned into glass. Except it's December, in the middle of the desert. There hasn't been a thunderstorm out here in months. Bill stayed behind at Merryweather this time. Ren said that he needed more time to rest and recover from what happened in Pennsylvania. And if it was just Ren's call, I might believe that. But the order came down from Caldwell. That tells me that she saw Bill's presence as a security risk, most likely because she suspects one of the creatures from Morrison's psychic wheel is responsible for whatever's happening here. We still don't know the extent of Bill's connection to the other participants in Morrison's experiment or how long those effects will linger. The Isvodocs have been running tests on him nonstop. EKGs, CT scans, that sort of thing. I'm sure he hates it, but... Honestly, better him than me. Given what I am, I have no interest in becoming Isfa's resident medical marvel. I shouldn't forget why this place is so quiet. Why Isfa can camp out here with no fear of being spotted. People used to live out here, you know. Ranchers and farmers, far from any city or town. Desert folk just living their lives. And then World War II happened. The Manhattan Project began and the government needed an atomic test site. Somewhere remote, desolate, and hidden from prying eyes. Didn't matter how long they'd lived there, how much they depended on the land, if they had anywhere else to go... One day, someone showed up and said they just had to leave. They could accept a settlement or file a legal case if they had the money, but first they had to leave, with no assurance they'd ever get their homes back. The McDonald Ranch House isn't too far from here, one of the many homes seized by the government to build White Sands. The McDonald's went to court, actually, expecting to get their home back after the war ended, but that never happened. And on July 13th, 1945, their home became a grim monument when the world's first fission bomb was assembled within its walls and detonated less than two miles away. The father of the bomb that killed more than 300,000 in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. If Anna was right, and some supernatural power is looking to wipe out humanity, this would be a fitting place to start. still feels weird to say that out loud, that we're trying to save the world. I mean, what does that even mean? The world, is it the planet, the universe beyond, or or just the world we know? Our people, our friends, our, our families? Because I'm pretty sure that's what the scientists at Los Alamos thought they were doing, building a weapon that would keep the world they knew safe from destruction, because if they didn't do it first, Someone else would. Mutually assured destruction. And if Ren was in their shoes, I... If I was in their shoes, would I go through with that first test? Would I 
open Pandora's box like that if I thought it would keep the people I know safe. Morrison once called me a walking, talking calamity, and, and maybe he's right. I still don't know the limits of my powers, but if it comes down to it, if there's no other choice, could I risk it to prevent Anna's apocalypse? Would I? I... I don't know. I'd like to think I could, that I'd be willing to take that chance. Down in the server room, I saw Dr. Caldwell risk everything to try and stop Manfredo's plan just to burn him out of the system. There wasn't a doubt in her mind, or, or if there was, she didn't show it. I don't know if that conviction's a danger or an asset yet, but... I can't help but be impressed. There, do you see it that time? I think so. It was fast, though. Where's Kate? Back at camp. Second tent down the row, I think. Here, take the recorder. I'll go get her. I guess Sam expects me to narrate what I'm seeing, so... Ren has us all in a rotating watch of the range just to make sure we don't miss anything. Sam and I were just about to switch out when I saw a flash of light on the mountains. I thought it might have been headlights, but then I saw it again a few miles closer and down on the range itself. Whatever it is, it's not on the road. And it's getting closer. It's in the same area they found those glass formations, and it definitely looks like some kind of lightning. Even if it did almost look like a human for a second. I can't be sure, though. It just appeared for a second, and then it was gone. There it was again. I saw it a little clear, but it's leaving spots in my eyes. But it definitely doesn't look like it's just a lightning strike. Is it still there? It was just a second ago. It disappeared again. You seem awfully awake. <sighs> Seems like none of us were actually sleeping tonight. Uh, how far out is it? Less than 200 yards, I'm guessing. Are we safe up here? Considering it was ten miles away less than five minutes ago, I'd say no. Unless it doesn't know we're here, it could just be exploring the area on its own. Could be. Oh, there it is. Less than 100 yards now. Kate, is that a... Yes. That's one of the creatures I saw in the bunker. The one Lara thought was an alien. Ugh. Aliens? Why does it always have to be aliens in New Mexico? Sam, are you getting anything from it? No, I'm... I'm not. That's weird. Even with Ned, I got some level of background emotion. Are you sure it isn't just trying to hide them? I don't think it works that way, Maria. Could you at least check? Huh. I am getting something, but it's... it's faint. 
I'm more like the way I sensed you when you were down in the bunker. So you think it's not like you? Not paranormal, I mean. Uh, I'm not sure. It's powerful, whatever it is. But it doesn't feel like... uh, Like the other things I'm connected to. Uh, You can sense... Curiosity? A need to investigate, to, to understand. And... Dread. A soul-wracking dread at some terrible task to be done. A horrible mission to be undertaken. It doubts itself and what it might do if it finds what it's looking for. And beyond that, there's... uh... Ow. Sam, look. Oh, no. I think it knows we're here now. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord, sweetie. Maria, go get Ren. Now. I guess it's not interested in her. Something tells me it's found something else to worry about. Shit. Sam, do something. Like what? Anything. You're the one with the fucking power. (laughs) Go away. Ah. Sam, what's going on? What's happening? I I tried to push it away, but it's it's pushing back. I, I can't. Sam? Sam, talk to me, are you... Identify. What? Sam Bailey. My name is Sam Bailey. Sam, what's going on? It's using my voice to speak. I can't... Category error. Human being in command of telepathic sympathies. Explain. I'm not human. Not completely. I'm I'm connected to something else. Link. Unknown power. Previously detected in captivity. Direct manifestation, humanoid form, logged. Why did you seek to infect us? Infect you? What are you talking about? Go away. Telepathic assault by alien presence. Weak but volatile. Represents potential contaminant of Jovian great mind. Jovian? I was, I was just trying to make you go away. We thought that. You. Secondary. Identify. Secondary? Catherine Sheridan. Kate. Identify nature. Human? Yes. Yes, I'm human. Subject logged. Request parlay with species representative. Will you speak for your kind? Me? I don't... I don't know if I can. I'm not... Yes. I'll... I'll try. Sample selected. Sheridan, Catherine, Kate. Human. Identify purpose. You mean why I'm out here? It's kind of a long story. Negative. Refined query. Purpose for existence as Kate Sheridan. Reasons for continued operation. (laughs) That's, uh, that's a fairly loaded question. Incorrect. Terms are clear. What's your purpose for existing, then? Objective. Evaluate terrestrial organisms endemic to Earth. Evaluate potential threat level. Determine necessity for sterilization. Execute if needed. Return to Great Mind if not. Sterilization? You're here to... To kill us? Simplification. Objective evaluation. Study. Outcome indeterminate. Response required. Response? Look, 
your reason for existing might be that clear-cut, but it's not that way for us. Expand. I don't know. By the sound of it, you just kind of show up one day with a goal to accomplish, right? Correct. Functionaries arise from the Great Mind for specific objectives. Return when complete. Well, we're not like that. We're just born with no idea who we are or what we're supposed to do. We just are. We have to figure out the reason on our own. Define reason. Well, it's different for everyone. Clarify. Define your reason. My... Well, uh... There's a few, I guess. My family, for one. Define family. (laughs) My son and my husband and my mother and sister as well, but... Define your connection to family. They're my family. Describe the nature of your bond. I... I love them. I... Uh, promised to care for Peter, to be faithful to him. And Andrew, he's my son. He needs me. Does he? What? Is organism Andrew physically dependent on your presence? Would your cessation lead to his? Well, I... No, but he did not. Mother and sister, are these connections necessary to continue to function? It's not about that! Restrain emotional contentment, or I will terminate this parlay. Respond. No. They aren't... necessary. Mom's in a nursing home, and Anna's been missing for two years, so... Error. Organism Anna's sister is dead. She isn't... She's gone. Either way, I want to find her, but... But I don't know if I can. Return to original query. Expand. Define reason for locating Anna. Because I miss her. And because... We think she saw the end of the world. I need to know... If she was right. Query. Assume Anna was correct. What would you do to prevent it? I don't know. I don't know if there's anything I could do. Organism Bailey, Samuel Isaac. Reply to previous query. (laughs) I thought you were never going to let me out. We are almost done with you. Respond. (laughs) Could you repeat the question? What would humanity do to save itself? Error. Explain this reaction. (laughs) If you want to know that, just look into my memories. I already answered that question a long time ago, and every day since. Warning. If you attempt deception, you will live to regret it. No tricks. Just... Just luck. Uplink. Sam, what's going on? 
making me relive those memories. Making me... Sam. 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 Stop it. You're killing him. You can't. Anything. Anything. Anyone. Sam. Are you okay? Don't move. We have you surrounded. Put your hands up. Objective complete. It took so long to get back. Red wanted to mobilize the whole team before he left, and... Oh my god. Sam, are you okay? <laughs> no. No. I'm... I'm not okay. What happened? What did you see? Samuel Isaac Bailey, recording for ISFA Internal Records. Final mission report, December 6th, 2019, at 6.21 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's been four days since the encounter at White Sands, give or take. I've honestly kind of lost track. The days have just blurred into one another since we got back to Merriweather. Between the psych evals, physicals, and scans, I've practically been living in the medical wing, and I only just got the green light to go back to work. Looks like I didn't quite manage to avoid getting poked and prodded like I'd hoped. There's been no sign of the Jovian since it vanished, and apparently both Isfa and the Air Force are convinced it's gone. I don't know what Ren told them, probably some half-baked excuse that explains just enough of what happened to close the case. Ball lightning, most likely. I'm not too worried about it, though. It isn't coming back. I've been connected to other minds before. Felt emotions from things that don't even pretend to be human being pressed over my own. And I've seen things far stranger than a being made of lightning. But that mind... It was alien. There's there's no other word for it. And when it entered my memories, the connection went both ways. I saw its mind, too. What it's seen, what it's a part of, what it's done... There are civilizations out there in the black so powerful they could crush us to atoms without a second thought, and they are as nothing compared to what waits for us at the edge of the solar system, the psychic hive from which these Jovians send their soldiers and spies to every corner of the universe. Gathering intel, evaluating, passing judgment on entire worlds, annihilating species they deem too dangerous to continue turning millions of years of life and history to less than ash. We gotta pass this time. I think. At any rate, the functionary didn't drop us into a black hole, so... That's something. It could've. But it didn't. I hope that means we're safe. That Anna's apocalypse won't come at the hands of the Jovians. 
but I don't... No. No, I, I think I do. No. Whatever the Jovians have decided, it's out there among the stars. Whatever Anna saw in her dreams, it's still here, waiting for us. The Sheridan Tapes, Episode 59, A Shroud of Thoughts. Starring Virginia Spots as Anne Bonnie and Kate Sheridan, Maurice Cooper as Sam Walsh, Trevor Van Winkle as Sam Bailey and The Functionary, Mike Kennedy as Edgar Morrison, Amitola Lomas as Maria Soul, and Sam Taylor as Ren Park, with original music by Jesse Hogan. Written by Trevor Van Winkle and produced by Virginia Spots, with dialogue editing and sound design by Trevor Van Winkle. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at The Sheridan Tapes. I'm Trevor Van Winkle, this is Homestead on the Corner, and you're listening to The Sheridan Tapes. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. 